eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We proudly welcome you to the latest and always greatest episode of Six Points and Football Things. As a caller to the Rich Keefe Show Monday night on WEEI dubbed this podcast, we now have to call this not Six Rings and Football Things. We have to call this the Six Points Podcast, Andy, because until the New England Patriots score six points or more in a football game, the name of the podcast has to change. And I, for one, took the challenge, and I'm with it. They lose by six points. It's been a while since they've scored six points. Shut out Sunday. Losing a game six to nothing. That, of course, the final score between the Los Angeles Galaxy and the New England Revolution. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. As we pointed out, that was the final score between the Chargers and the Patriots. Uh, we joked before that we wouldn't have to be changing the masthead to seven rings in football things anytime soon. But you know what? I'll wear I'll wear that jacket of shame. We shall wear that crown of ignominy here on the six rings in football things podcast. Whoa, but a sad state of affairs. Each and every week we ask here on the post-game show, the pod and beyond, how can it get worse? How could things possibly be more difficult? How could this team plummet and fall any further? And yet, even despite their best efforts, they find new, interesting, and unique ways. Now, we're going to hand excuse out... Me? Our- excuse me? Hmm? What was that middle word? New, interesting, and unique ways. So you find them interesting? I think it's... I See, I'm compelled by their terrible this year. Like, I... I have oh, more, but as I've said, I'm bored. It's I Robert want King on the Patriots back. I agree with Cam Newton on the podcast he was on last week when they were they were trying to get him to like snap and get angry, and they're like, "You sucked in New England." He's like, "Did I? Did I look at him yeah. now? Did I? Did I actually? Yeah. Or look at him now?" I, I, that that is one of the tucked away in the lockbox of Patriots mysteries and secrets. One of them is it's not quite the same as like why didn't Butler play in Super Bowl Fifty Two and. Um, some of the other great mysteries of Patriots Nation, but you have to I you have to now even wonder more. What would Cam Newton have been like over the hall of 2020? A season in which I said the Patriots still should have sold off parts so they could 
begin their turnaround earlier and better with more draft capital. But what would Cam Newton have been like if he didn't miss those two weeks and get COVID? Because there was such a sharp contrast in his playing ability and style from pre to post. Who knows? But he's right. Did I really suck that much? No, because look at the bag of bones of a roster that he took to seven and nine on that season, making the likes of Demir Bird and Jacoby Myers. Honestly, look like Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy compared to what the Patriots trot out this season. So using that comparison, before we get into the grades and the specifics of the here and now, we've been talking a lot of big picture lately and problems and fixes. So the WWE style of doing business, which is like, uh-oh, we're out of ideas. We got a pay-per-view. Let's just bring back Hulk Hogan. Let's just bring back Stone Cold. CM Punk. Like, Let's get Stone right. Cold. Yeah, somebody. The Rock. So in 2020, the offense was more palatable and mm -hmm. even early in the year was good. As you said, before the he took the exit, member Cam said he took the exit to get snacks. And then when he got back on the highway, he couldn't catch up to his friends who were road tripping with him. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll go watch that Seattle game again. The second week of the right? season, that was a phenomenal football game. And we had 2021 where Mac Jones was a pro bowl rookie quarterback that led his team to the playoffs. What do those two offensive seasons have in common that the last two do not have in common? Josh McDaniels as coordinator. He's available. Correct. Yes. Now I know we're in this weird world of tanking, so you're not really actually trying to do anything positive, I guess, or that's what most of us have accepted. You know, as I wrote yesterday, embrace the suck, just embrace the suck, get through five more sluggish games and get the number two or number one pick and move mm -hmm. on. But in a world where you're not tanking, if you really are trying to win every game, hello, you play to win the game. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't the WWE style of putting together a pay-per-view say, bring back Josh McDaniels? By God, that's Josh McDaniels music. Right? Right? I mean, what would Bill O'Brien say to the, honestly, like, I mean, you really can't, you can't have her scored points in the last week. You can talk. If not, shut the F up. Wow. That's what I would say. I wonder how Bill O'Brien, who's known to be a little bit of a teapot himself, would take to that kind of language, Andrew. What, what's he going to say? He didn't score. No, he, he didn't. didn't score against the worst score. passing defense in the National Football League. Oh, I forgot about that. That was one thing that was oft overlooked heading into and then in the aftermath of the Chargers game. The Chargers statistically had the worst defense in the NFL. Yes, and a coach who was on the precipice <laughs> of losing his mind and you didn't score on him. Oh Gave that whack job egomaniac reason to say, see, I told you our defense was good. Oh my God. Brandon Staley left feeling better about himself. Justin Herbert gets a dub for not even playing half as good as he's capable. And the worst defense in the NFL ran rough shot all over the worst offense. I'm going to say now, not only in the NFL this season, Andy, I think this may be the worst offense these eyes have ever seen. And these eyes have seen a lot of football. You've watched a lot of football. I you have. can, you can you, I mean, like, we're just coming off and we spoke of it on Breaking Boston earlier, but it bears repeating again. You've got a game on Monday night where a Bengals team that supposedly should have its tail tucked between its legs because they lost their superstar quarterback for the season and a couple other guys coming off of injuries like T. Higgins and such. You put them out on the field against a team that just needs a 10-point favorite home win against those Bengals and the Jacksonville Jaguars to secure the number one position in the American Football Conference. And the Bengals come out there, ball out. Jamar Chase looks as good as ever. T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, giving it their best. And Jake Browning, Jake effing Browning, who's got like, what, 
two starts under his belt. Looks like freaking Fran Tarkenton out there moving, gunning, passing accurately. And the freaking Bengals, I know there was a Trevor Lawrence injury, which blows for the NFL at large. But, hey, 2023, it's a hell of a football drug. Uh, you, 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 The Bengals win that game, and they score 31 points. And the Patriots can't get an effing field goal. It's the worst offense I've ever seen in my life. And and you uh, were going to commission an offseason study to look into why. Um, I collected the money from you in advance and just said uh, lack of talent. <laughs> That's it? I think it's that simple. I really do. I think. No, I tweeted that Monday. I think honestly, this is going to be one of those things where like something like something's going to get unearthed in the inside, like hundreds of years from now, whoever, whatever species is dive, whether it's AI aliens, whatever, they're going to look back on this season and go, Hmm. How is it possible that this offense of the new England Patriots football team in 2023 was so bad? You know how Bill likes to condescendingly and arrogantly say, well, pretty much everything. But in this example, I'm talking about when Bill condescendingly and arrogantly says in like March when he's asked about his roster or his football. Well, 25 years. Turns out I uh, turns out I checked. We don't actually have to play a football game until September. Like he gets. Well, I'd like to use that tone with him. Hey, Bill, um, turns out, come to find out. um you need actual talent to win in the National Football League. Your genius in coaching and scheme isn't enough. And they do not have enough athleticism and talent. And even some of the athleticism and talent, the DeMario Douglases, who come to find out he was one of your better players, and Kendrick Bourne, definitely one of your better players, they don't have enough of it. They just don't. Mm-hmm. They don't. Me- you say the Bengals still have Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Like they still have guys that can get open, catch the football, make some plays like do those things and their quarterback, whatever he is long-term, no idea. Mm-hmm. But last night he looked like better than anything you have at the quarterback position. Oh, anything. miles better. My eons better. Andy, even they're like their tight end Hudson, who I'd never heard of before. Big guy was where where's number 87. He was rumbling and bumbling, making some big plays over the middle last night. Doesn't matter. Like it's just stupefying. But yet at the same time as they lose to Mario <laughs> Douglas, it's stupidifying. Yes, exactly. It's stupefying. Uh, you lose Pop Douglas for the second time this season. Kendrick Bourne is out for the remainder of the year. The offense, obviously, issues all over the place. And you've got, you know, oh, just Stevenson. Oh, now uh, Ramondre Stevenson, who should be just gone. be shelled for the remainder of the year. He should be gone for the rest of the year. He's got a high ankle sprain. Don't push. Don't put him back out there. But on defense, you lose your two best players. And yet this is not the defense's fault. So when you say the New England Patriots are a bad football team, do please put an asterisk or like some sort of disclaimer up there. Uh, I had a friend say to me on Monday, like, well, you know, don't be misconstrued. Don't, you know, don't be deceived because other teams offenses don't really have to step on the gas or put it in fourth or fifth gear because they all kind of know if you get seven, 10 points or more against the Patriots, that's probably going to be enough. Yet still, you can see the effort. You got guys like Jalen, like, Miles Bryant playing out of position and still like occasionally making plays like the defense is trying their ass off. I suppose the offense is as well, but the, like the, the split of results and then the emotional outpouring, you're getting like Devon God show, just as Andrew Callahan, like shared with us, like just swearing and cussing and crying because like, I guess we have to pitch a shout out. Like this isn't effing good enough. Like that's what a shame. Oh, what a shame. I agree. It is a shame. And I do think they have more talent on that side of the ball. 
um, than they do on the offensive side of the ball. More upside, more capable. Um, and you you could probably argue they have better coaching based on the way, um, not only with Belichick, but both Belichick's and Gerard Mayo and the way they've done their job in recent years. And, you know, you can't, I, I know, like some people like to put asterisks on what they're doing. And there's probably some truth to, yeah, we're, we're not looking to win a shootout. As I said, when the, when the Chargers kicks, when Dicker, when Dicker the kicker kicked his first field goal on Sunday, I said, that feels like an insurmountable lead. And it was, it was insurmountable. <laughs> it was. Um, but I, I like you yeah. give the defense credit. I, I yeah. give them credit for, I, I keep saying fighting the good fight. Like, I think that's what they're doing. They're fighting mm -hmm. the good fight. They're trying. They're being professionals. Jelani Tavai said it weeks ago. Like, we're professionals. We're going to show up and do our job. And Hats and off to that guy, by the way. Like, he's like, yep. there's someone who's proved a lot of us wrong or like, absolutely. You know, yeah, that guy, like, he can be a, like, uh, we will have time to get to this because Lord knows there's not much else compelling to talk about the remaining, the remainder of the season, save for, I don't know. Can the Patriots hold on to the second overall draft pick? Will they ultimately get to the first? Do they fall back? Blah, blah, blah. Jelani Tavai can absolutely stick around and should be part of the solution going forward. He should be one of the keepers in building blocks. But like I said, there'll be time for that in advance. Now we must go through the perfunctory portion of our weekly podcasting here on Six Rings and Football Things brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. FanDuel.com slash Six Rings to sign up today. And don't forget, hashtag Fade Fitzy. You'd be rich by now. You'd be rich. Uh, let's do the grades. We always go through offense, defense, special teams, coaching, and quarterbacks. We begin, as we often do, with the offense. Andy, they put up zero points on Sunday. I'm just going to go ahead and just say F. Well, I'm a little more positive than you. They scored no points. I, I, whether they, they got but no, they, they got no Bailey bump. The Chargers this year, they've scored for the Chargers or the opponent a number of times. So you didn't throw a pick six. You okay. didn't turn the ball over other than when Ramondre got bent in a weird way and dropped the ball. So yeah. I give them a very, very positive D minus. I just wanted that pause to settle in there, everybody. Andy said he was the far more positive one. The D see, I find a D minus to be more insulting than an F because it's sort of like, oh, look, I'm going to I'm going to just give you a couple extra points. But like a D minus is just like, just give me the F at that point already. Like, let's just just fail. Flunk me. Plus, out. in reality, most parents, you're grounded. <laughs> D minus. Yeah, I, you're, you're not going. You're not going anywhere. Anytime nope. you come home with anything less than a C minus. Look, there's a plus in front of that D. Yeah. And there's a U behind that door. Get to your room right, right. now. So either way, this offense is grounded. But I also uh, give them credit for mm -hmm. the 40 yards that Ramondre Stevenson was chugging along, churning out in the first quarter before he suffered that high ankle sprain um, and also screwed my FanDuel bet of the week, which was 60 yards rushing from Ramondre Stevenson. Should have had. had I, there were so many people that probably got screwed yeah. in so many different bets from Ramondre getting hurt. Killed me. Lost a major fantasy game with that. Nobody cares about my fantasy team. Christian nope. Kirk, obviously, Monday night twisting his sack when he went up for that 25 26 yard catch oh that's what he has well that's Make what no it mistake. looked like is it was that ever confirmed by like a sideline reporter one of the well you, they can't say like it you know they can't use the famous line from kingpin i think i tore my sack but uh one of the uh famous football doctors on twitter said that is likely testicular torsion yeah it it um <laughs> that looked painful but you know we've all been there <laughs> painful. sadly 
Oh, God. I mean, all right, what's more painful? Christian Kirk's testicular torsion or watching another Patriots game and then having to talk about it? 617-779-799. I, I think I would still take this. This this beats yeah. getting, you know, your having your testes. <laughs> oh, God. But it's like it's the metaphorical and sometimes emotional version of it. I give Zappy credit. He tried his ass off. The line faltered late, which did not do him any favors. Oh, Five Wendy's sacks allowed on the duct. Mike on when it sucked, like he, he was terrible. He's the guy you want to hand 60, 70, 80 million dollars to, mm -hmm. to be the mainstay on your line. I'm going to rethink about that. You know, not like Trent Brown benched Connor McDermott comes in. Somebody has to remind him like it's, you don't have to just block until three. Cause sometimes you have to block till five, six and seven as well. David Andrews had a tough day. I think and like Andrews in his post game presser Sunday, like this was like, he's been such a good trooper. He has been such a captain and a leader. I think the pre like all of this finally got to him s Sunday as well. I actually had him on my list of things I wanted to talk about in the second half of the podcast as I'll we get to that three. Yeah. Um, I love David Andrews. So he is to me. He is what a football player, a lineman, a captain, a leader is all about. Uh, you know, an undrafted guy, what he's created. I, I just I love. I even agree with him on the hip drop tackle. You know, a lot of people want to ban that from the game, and he's like you're banning everything from defense. If you want to still play football, you have to allow the defensive players to actually do something. I, I could not be more aligned with a player. I feel like right now on the new England Patriots than I'm aligned with David Andrews. Yeah, he's uh, I, I feel for him, man. And he's such a good guy as well. And you just, once you get to know the person, then you feel for him even more. Okay. So an F and a D minus, uh, not great grades. Oh, and by the way, Tyquan Thornton, you know what you did. Just, I'm just going to leave it there. What, he, he ran for 39 yards down the sideline. Yep. And then he had a long ball hit him in the hands, which was obviously Bailey Zappi's mistake. He threw it to him. Well, so we, I mean, he'll have to learn better. Practice execution becomes game reality. We saw Mike Cadlick when Tyquan Thornton went to catch a simpler pass a couple weeks ago and it bounced right off his hands. That's That proves it's right. If you do it in practice, you generally do it in a game. He can't catch in practice. He can't catch in games. All right, Whose then. Fault is that then? Who's to blame? Is That's it what I'm saying. Sarcastically. That's why that sarcastically I'm saying, Bailey Zappi, you know what you did. You threw it to his hands. They say consistency is key. Tyquan Thornton's consistent. He doesn't catch the ball. What would you say you do here, Tyquan? I'd like to know that because I get so... When people compare him to Bethel Johnson, it is so disrespectful. It's a disrespect. Yeah, Bethel Johnson caught a big touchdown in a playoff game. And he had big kick returns. He made plays. Uh -huh. And every once in a while, he ran so fast, it took your breath away. I have seen Tyquan Thornton do nothing impressive since August of his rookie year ended in training camp. I continue uh -huh. to say it. Somehow, they broke him. They castrated him. They took away whatever it was that made him potentially an impact contributor on this team. I think he's not able to use his speed because maybe he doesn't have that sort of like innate processing and he's probably thinking too much as opposed to just using the God-given gifts he has. He may just like, he may just be a, here's my root tree. It's got like four, like. I also, and this is totally branches. unfair of me. I'm going to say, I'm going to say something unfair. I just want to pre have a precursor. Okay, what good. All right, so there's a disclaimer. Totally okay, unfair. it's, it's out totally there. unfair. It's like when Parcells said no disrespect and then disrespect. Right. It's sort of like, now guys, you know, I'm not a racist, but, and then, right. yeah. This is yeah. This is the version of that. I don't think he has a um, uh, an ultra high compete level to steal like that that hockey phrase. I don't. I don't think that's that insulting. I don't. Well, I'm questioning his sort of competitive character, so I feel right. bad about that. But okay. I've also observed him for two years. 
And I don't think there's like a, a killer instinct in there, a dog, a, you know, a Julian right. Edelman, whatever, however you want to create it. I, I don't think it's I think there. the team lacks that at large. I think most of I those agree. people, I think most of those people bar more God show peppers, et cetera. Those guys would, those guys will cut your head off and drink your blood in front of your expiring corpse. Some of the, some of the guys on offense are like, eh. yeah, I know. I agree. That's a problem. So you, you're saying offensive things too. All right. That's fine. Well, I mean, just by association alone, I'm going to get, I'm going to get labeled an offensive. We're more offensive than the Patriots offense. So, all right. Uh, Terp, that was at 18 minutes and 30 seconds. If you could just take that out, please. That would be terrific. Okay. Moving on the defense. I want to see how high you go with your grade on this one. They gave up six points. I can't go any higher. They played the eighth scoring offense in the NFL, a franchise quarterback, a guy that Adam Schefter told me is already in the Hall of Fame as receivers. And I know the other team, <laughs> I know the other team dropped some balls and different things, but mm-hmm. I'm giving them an A. Their two best players watch the games like you and I do. They don't their two best players are not on the field and they pitched a 6-point effort, an effort mm-hmm. that they should win. 99 out of 100 games, or at least I should win. No, 100 out of 100 times over the last three effing weeks, they've given up 10, 10, and six points, and they have lost, lost, and lost. As everyone, in case someone out there has never heard this, you should have heard it by now. The Pats are the first team since 1938 to give up 10 points or fewer in three straight games and lose all three. We're talking before the second war of worldwide aggression. Before the Second Great War, it has been since this happened. Never in the NFL, never in the Super Bowl era. Like, this is so effed up. What is going on? That's why I go back to what I said earlier. To me, this is the most anemic and pathetic offense I have ever watched play football. Well, you put it like that. It sounds kind of mean. (laughs) It is. But we're being... Hold on! Coming from you, sir. I find that interesting. Mr. The Truth is Never Mean. That's why I'll allow it. I'm not asking it to be stricken from the record. I'm just saying it sounds a little like piling on and bullying in December. I gave him an A as well. And even if somebody wants to quibble with something and be like, well, you know, they could have done this or they could have done that. Like, no, they, uh, that like they deserve even just for a superlatives at a boy points and morale. I want them to have an A. They, I mean, they gave up six points. They were, I think, four of 14 on third down. They were under two yards of carry rushing the ball. What uh, under two yards? They gave up 1.2 yards of carry. So, like, where would I, I mean, I think I'd be trying too hard if I said, no, I, I give them a B. Like, why? What? What? Tell me what they could have done better other than just pitch a flat out shutout, which they did in three of the four quarters of the game. The Chargers only scored in the second quarter on field like yeah, they shouldn't have allowed Herbert to complete that 29 yard pass at the end of the game. I mean, it's I mean, it's it's Herbert out like, come on, he gets paid too. actually quite yeah. a bit of money. Can you imagine? Yeah, I know. It must be nice. Um, it's more overrated. Actually, a little comparison here. So okay. off topic, let's bring off air on air. Before we started the podcast, we were take, talking to a producer fellow Terp about his other gig covering the Celtics and the Celtics loss to the Pacers in the in-season tournament and everything. Yeah. Terp, if you can hear us, yeah, hop in for a sec. Yeah. So uh, join the mix, Terp, or maybe you went to lunch. Oh, Terp's here. Oh, um, I'm here. So I think uh, Joe Missoula has a lot of questions to answer as the head coach of the Boston Celtics. I think Jason Tatum, who's been anointed uh, an MVP and a Hall of Famer already, has questions to answer as the straw that stirs the Celtics drink. I think Mm -hmm. some comparisons can be made to Justin Herbert, Brendan Staley, and the Los Angeles Chargers. And I know Tatum's been further. He's made the postseason, whatever. It's not apples to apples. But I think overpaid, overrated, superstar anointed athletes 
and head coaches who do their stars no favors. I do agree in that sense, but I think Joe Missoula actually has had success where Brandon Staley has all this talent and hasn't necessarily had the success. But I do understand the comparison, but I think that's a little disrespectful to Joe Missoula because Brandon Staley is not very good. Who who no, will um not. so by um by this time next year, will Joe Missoula be coaching the Celtics? Will Brendan Staley be coaching the Chargers or neither? I think Joe Missoula will still be coaching the Celtics and Brendan Staley better be gone. I don't think they he choice. will not be he will not be coaching He'll the Chargers. I think there's a chance Missoula is gone too. Now, if I would say this, if the Celtics green eggs and ham, green, green eggs and ham. If the Celtics were to get an early bump, Andy, like let's say somehow, like let's say they were to play the same Pacers that they lost to in the first round, or rather the quarterfinals of the end season. By by the way, holy smokes. Did anyone else feel like they had like needed cataract surgery or something was wrong with their TV when they watched the Sacramento court? What the hell was that with the blue and the gold and the gray? It looked like my TV was broken. That was brutal. Yeah, the Indiana court was crazy. There's been no too. complaints from the colorblind people. Remember when all the colorblind people complained about uh, the color Jets Thursday night game? Yeah, yeah. Shouldn't and they, they were like, "It's green and red." Like the Bills look green and the Jets look red. What the f? I know that's a good point, though, Andy. I do think Missoula an early exit means Missoula's gone. He'll probably be around. Staley's gone. Uh, I think uh, Tatum has obviously accomplished more than Herbert, and I think people see How that Herbert should they be have able combined? to combined. Uh, not many. How many MVPs do they have combined? Uh, Tatum, Tatum, uh, he still has a chance this year. You will not be seeing Herbert win one. Um, How many Hall of Fame careers do they have combined? That'd be two Uh, if you listen to the media. uh, Tatum is Tatum's working his way toward it. Justin Herbert has a lot, a long way to go. Thanks for hopping in, Terp. Hi, Terp. Uh, All right, let's keep going with the grades because we uh, yeah we got some other stuff to do. Special teams, Andy. Special teams. I gave a gentleman C. Um, Uh, Same. They didn't really do anything. Beringer had a nice bomb. He did have that one shank, 26-yarder, but overall had a high average. I like Bryce Beringer. Like there yep. wasn't just there wasn't a lot going on there. Nope. Don't even need to go over that one for uh for much longer as well. The quarterback. I went with C minus. Um Okay. I went D plus. Because he didn't certainly didn't make any plays. He completed 50% of his passes, which in the calendar year 2023 is atrocious. We're watching uh, after we watched Jake Browning complete over 80% yeah. of his passes. I mean, if you're not in the high 60s in the NFL, like, I don't know what you're doing, especially when you don't necessarily, well, it's not like he's throwing bombs on every single play. Like No, but it, it it's, it's not, it's also not Bailey Zappi's fault that Devontae Parker can't figure out where he should put his second leg on a long 80-20 ball, as Parker likes to call it. But and, it is his know, fault when he right. rolls out and throws behind Hunter Henry with it. Like so, those average yes. out. I feel like you you miss one guy, you hit one guy. Okay, I, we cross both those out in this uh, statistical analysis. It, you know, Bailey Zappi. I liked his attitude. I'm going to be honest with you. The mm-hmm. smiles. There was that one pressure from Khalil Mack where he got up and he was like smiling and patted Mack on the not not Mac Jones, Khalil Mack on right. the bum bum. Um, so I thought his energy, effort, and attitude were good. Yep, so, I'm giving him a lot for that as well. Other than that, I mean, you know me. I think he's physically limited. I don't think he's an NFL quarterback, so you got what you got. Uh, under normal circumstances and pretense, you would probably have to give a quarterback an F when the team gets zero points on the day. However, I think a lot of uh, a lot of uh, what goes into the D-plus and C-minus is sort of like the energy effort attitude, the moxie, the try-hard. 
again, you know, he de- he deserved put it this way. He deserved a better fate than what happened on Sunday, as did his defense, especially. And finally, coaching. Uh, D. Um, Say it. Wow. We are way too like minded today. Well, yeah, uh, because I've def- turned you into an objective onlooker of the Patriots from. Yeah, the, the de- yeah, the co- the defensive coaches deserve like a B plus or an A minus for getting and the offensive coaches and Bill Belichick for helping put this team together. Although Belichick gets his flowers for the defense. Uh, but Bill Belichick gets a F minus uh, like the offense gets an F minus 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 to which is what drags the defense down to the overall coaching of a D. And we also suddenly people are realizing once again that Bill's an a-hole at the podium and sucks as a loser and is a baby. Uh, we like- talked about it. Tom Kern and Phil Perry on their podcast went over it. Like all the respected media members in town being incensed over the way Bill Belichick treated Mike Cadlick joined us on the postgame show Sunday. He was kind of offended by the way Belichick talked to Mike, Mike Reese of all people, Mike Reese. And who was the answer to Andy? Was it Chad Graff of the athletic or, Maybe it was Doug Kide when the question was like, Bill, are you, you know, like, are you, I forget what the question was. If it was, are you disappointed in the results or what would you attribute to the, the lack of offensive output? How do you feel about it? And he, and he just went, you know, we're trying, you know, sorry if it's not good enough for you. Like the, def- the pettiness of that yeah. answer was like, guy, it's this just come from a 71 year old man. Oh, he's the most unprofessional man that's ever stepped to a point. He loses smokes. the question, the arrogance. But the thing that bothers me is, I actually side with Bill. He's been consistent. He's been unprofessional and a jerk at the podium for 23 years. For 20 of it, no one cared. They giggled. They laughed. They said, oh, I love how he bats the media around. <laughs> now they suck, and everybody wants to get their pitchforks and their torches and run them out of town. Well, and He's like, all I've been doing is the same thing I've been doing. Same thing. A, he's consistent. A he's, been a, he's been a dink his entire career. Unprofessional. He's. I, I would say he's been an equal opportunity ripper. He's ripped women he's ripped mike reese he's ripped uh you know burt breer so like a-hole burt breer super nice guy mike reese woman you shouldn't treat a woman like that he's been consistent he's always been an a-hole it's only the reaction that has changed because he's too intent yeah it's just i've but it doesn't mean it's right i've just had a problem with it for about 25 years andy do we think let me ask you this as we wrap the grading section up before we get to pat's Paris. do you think we are with you know, with stories, rumors, thoughts of Bill Belichick maybe moving on at the end of the season, with just what a dumpster fire of a season this has turned into, and that's almost being disrespectful to dumpster fires because at one point there may have been nice things inside that dumpster before it caught fire. And they create uh, heat. Sometimes you can huddle around and warm. Your sure, hands up. sure, there's sure, some sure. good value to a good dumpster fire. Absolutely. Uh, I ask this: Do you think we're at a point now where maybe? A, a Tom Curran or someone else, like if Belichick continues to compose himself this way, where someone just says like, Bill, damn it, we're all adults in this room. Like we're grown men. We, we shouldn't talk to each other this way. Like we are just trying to do our job. We're just trying to help tell the story of this season. We all know it isn't going well and you're not happy about it, but for F's sake, just Be talk to us like people. Right. Do you um, think are we are like, I yeah. feel like somebody is going to blow on the media side. I do. I do. I don't think it'll be Tom Curran. Um, will it be Giardi? Mike had some excellent questions on Sunday, and of course, he just had them all thrown back at him like his, like he was a dum-dum. I wouldn't necessarily project Giardi. Um, Could it be Bedard? Certainly Bedard I would put as a candidate. Um, any columnist, Chris Gasper, Dan Shaughnessy, if they're in the building, I certainly... Oh, but sh- isn't Shaughnessy on the McBride list of like 
buddies he could always call up. No, Shaughnessy. So. No, no. McBride, yeah, McBride's on the hockey uh, beat. Now. Steve Buckley, I think, could do it as a guy who's been around this business for. I would applaud Buck for doing that as long as Bill has been around the NFL. Um, you, I would like somebody to do it. Call an a hole an a hole. Like put him on the spot. Like he likes to push people into corners and and sort of be a bully from the pulpit. Um, I would like if somebody did it. Um, I'm not. Sh- I, I it could five weeks to go. It could happen. Yep. I love now that like the the most it. I I'm almost more compelled on tomorrow's episode of Six Rings and Football Things before Pat Steelers to bet on which media member we think blows up at Belichick more than I am the actual Pat Steelers game. Give me, I would, if I can pick two, I would take Gasper and Buckley. Okay. So you're putting like Buckley at like minus Buckley at like plus 175 Gasper plus 250. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll take, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put current in there too. I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know. He might. He, 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 might sound, he sounds very. He uh, sounds. He sounds like Phil. We should include Phil because Phil's done a really good job pushing back for a long time now on Bill yeah. subtly, politely he might, too. He might do it subtly. He might do it like Bill. I'm, we're just trying to do our jobs. I don't know why you have to seem to make this personal and, and emotional. We're just trying to treat this like a business. Maybe you could be a professional and do the same. I could see Phil doing that. All right, I'm so really we'll, add, we'll put Perry and we'll put Curran in there as well. We should put betting odds. I'm sure they would not be <laughs> not too pleased. That's what happens. What a season, everybody. All right, those are the grades. Maybe we'll actually put odds up on which media member blows up at Belichick before the season. Uh, what do you guys think? Were we fair in the grades? Give us a holler anytime. You know where we're at. X Six Rings Pod, at Jumbo Heart, and at Fitzy GFY. Brought to you, as always, by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. Can I ask you a question? Hold on. We'll save it. Let me just reset for the Pat's Prairie portion. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And here we are now in the Pat's Perry portion of the Six Rings and Football Things review pod. A couple days in advance of Patriots at Steelers. Uh, I see we have a question on the Zoom call. Uh, yes, uh, gentleman from the South Coast, Mr. Hart. Does it bother you and disgust you when a nose hair comes out your mouth? All right, Terp. So once again, we're at three, two, one. All right, here is the Pat's Perry portion. I mean, I'm I'm one who every now and again on my long drives between the stadium and home or back to the studio, Cape Cod and beyond, every now and again, I'll look in the rear view and I'll be like, oh man, I guess I missed that one. And then just have to, you know, pluck it. And then you get that yeah, but what happened? Like You never like pain. snort like Belichick, like clear your throat a little bit. And then all of a sudden a nose hair comes out your mouth. That sounds much more like a you problem than I think a most people problem. Oh, no, there's others. You're going to tell me that I'm the only person that occasionally and maybe just momentarily ago pulled a nose hair out their mouth. I I actually normally I know I have like a preset 
uh, of responses or ways I could go when I hear something. I actually, I'm completely at a loss at this one. I have no idea where to go from. Does it ever bother you when a nose hair comes out your mouth? So but what that's would where be, we are on the season. What would be more bothersome for Robert Kraft? A nose hair came out his mouth. Uh-huh. His team is two and 10 mm-hmm. or tickets for his team's home games against star opposing quarterbacks are going for like $10 uh, on the secondary market. Uh, it actually went, uh, it bottomed out at two for 10, $5 a ticket. A few minutes before people were so desperate to try to unload lower level tickets, the same tickets that are the same seats, rather that your son who went to the game in the three hundreds and finished in the one hundreds, uh, was able to get gratis. Uh, people were literally before resale fees and taxes and whatnot, were they were going for $5. Like we haven't heard from Robert Kraft since the Germany game. Nice. I, 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 nope. Uh, and he may be saying off either Shane to a lot of people that are currently under his employ as well. After the season, I, I just, I would love to know. I really would. I would also love to hear like Jonathan Kraft just go off on the season as well, because you know that he's sitting on a whole, whole powder keg of unhappy. That. No, I would literally, I'd pay $10 to see that more than I'd pay $10 to see the Patriots play. Cause he is a guy that could go off about a I'm, lot of things i mean it's one thing teams go through bad bad seasons happen injuries happen etc but for your team to go from gold standard to laughing stock to be to literally now be uh, marching towards history not the kind of cleveland browns you know detroit lions winless season history but to to be able to within half a decade go from super bowl to toilet bowl and to have now statistically one of the worst offenses in NFL history, but with the same head coach that supposedly masterminded all of those marches towards history on the other side of things. That's what makes this so offensive, so upsetting and so memorable is the fact that it's not like a new it's, this isn't like insert coach here from, you know, wherever they grabbed him in the collegiate ranks or an offensive coordinator. These are a lot of the same people that coach this team towards the Super Bowl. Again, it goes back to your point. If anything, folks should ever highlight the value of star players and talented football players. This is it right here in front of your eyes. Yes, and and not just the lazy man's Brady Belichick. I'm talking about Brady, Gronkowski, Edelman, Gilmore. Like the depth of talent that these teams have had over the years that some people sort of dismissed or missed at the time. And now we're talking about nobody. Now we're talking about a team where people were giddy about Mike Gesicki. Oh, good job. Good job, people. You got excited about Mike Gesicki. I I mean, how many people would you like? I almost wonder, like, how many people on offense would you like to be like, listen, you can have the rest of the season off. Good luck next season. Take the rest of your money. And then just like, we're going to play practice squad guys. We're going to pick up some guys. Just give them a shot just to see if they want to stick around next year. You know, Gasicki, you know, a bunch of these other guys are not long-term solutions or answers to any of your problems. You know, wouldn't you rather just see Farrell Brown get more targets than Mike? Absolutely. Absolutely. So Farrell Brown has like three or four plays that are some of my favorite plays all year. Obviously the uh, catch Mm -hmm. and run touchdown against the Jets, but just one of the few highlights of the year, honestly, very few. Um, But just a couple weeks ago, he blocked a guy well after the whistle and was driving him into the, I forgot who it was, but it was like an outside linebacker and it was threw him out the club Gronk style. Like Farrell Brown has more highlights than most Patriots offensive players. And that's 
That's a Ooh. sad commentary on the, and no disrespect to Farrell Brown. I actually love what you've done and you've taken the advantage of your opportunities, but that's a commentary on everybody else on the offensive roster. Yeah, she always. Um, all right, let's move on here in the Pats Pre. Uh, Bailey Zappi said that he stayed with the Patriots actually and turned down offers from other teams when he was released by the Patriots earlier this year. Now, that likely would not have been getting signed to other teams' active 53s. I imagine that could have been jumping to another practice squad if he wanted to and was offended by the Patriots actually letting him go and putting him out there on the market for a while. Uh, what is it, do you think, that made him say, I'm going to stick around here? Was it familiarity? Was it just a lazy decision? Or was it, I've seen the starter. I think eventually I'm going to get mine here. Indeed. I think it was the latter. Uh, mm -hmm. I think he's a smart guy. And I think he probably saw the writing on the wall and said, now, he probably also didn't envision this being the year of the backup quarterback and everybody getting hurt everywhere, where almost any team you yep. went to, you were going to have a chance to play as a backup quarterback. Um, but yeah, I think he probably understood Max struggled last year. Not sure Max's going to be able to make it through this year. Plus the consistency for him. I already know this offense. I already know this team in this location. So there's probably going to be an opportunity, and I'm probably going to be prepared to take that opportunity better here than somewhere else. Uh, just as we are recording this, uh, Andy, word has come out through Adam Schefter that Ramondre Stevenson did indeed suffer a high ankle sprain. The source from the team said he should he's going to miss, quote, a few weeks. Would you? We talked about it in the postgame Sunday, but it just bears re-mention uh, or re-inquiry, if you will. Would you shelve him for the remainder of the season? I don't yeah. understand why. Why? Why would you want to try to get him out there for the Jets? Like, unless he really wants to, I'd put the option out there. Like, you want to just sit on the shelf, kid, get yourself better, and get back at it next year because he's truly one of your building blocks if you have one. And next year is his contract year, which is obviously going to be big for Mondre and this team. Yeah, um, I would not play him. I don't see a reason to play him again. What if he comes back and you beat the Jets because he rushes for a buck seventy-five? Now you lose the number two overall pick and like. There's no no good for anybody um, with five games to play and he's going to miss a few weeks like, OK, so like it just it makes zero sense, zero mm -hmm. sense for any for him, for the team, for anybody. Couldn't agree more. All right. Uh, next item up for bid. Uh, this isn't even really something we have to debate, but I saw in the Boston Herald today in the uh, upper right hand corner where usually there's like a sports highlight of the day. It just said Callahan. On Patriots, burn this film. Just wanted to share that, like that it was that that it was that bad that Andrew Callahan, friend of the show here, obviously, uh, the worst offensive performance of the season. I think that's several weeks in a row where people. Last week, Greg Bedard swore in his tweet when he said it was the worst offensive film that he's ever seen. It is pretty impressive that the Pats were able to follow it up by even by an even worse offensive performance, Andy. So well, give them their flowers I, for that. I told you three weeks ago in Germany, I said so. This is what it looks like with the Patriots bottoming out and little did I know they had yet to bottom out. They're continuing to fall. They're continuing to dive. Is there a lower depth? Can we go for I mean, you can't go oh, further. Yeah. Than the, yeah, okay. yeah. No, I think there's still some room. I mean, uh, you got shut out, so you can't score less. You can, I mean, they can try those games against the Cowboys and saints were pretty bad because you were scoring for the other team and you ended That's up. That's true. You helped them out. score points too. That's good. So point. there is a little bit of room for that to happen. Um, I know people are calling for Malik Cunningham. I wouldn't go there yet. Timing wise, a I don't think he's prepared, but also timing wise, give Zappy a couple weeks to fail mm -hmm. on his own, and then turn to Cunningham for the last two or three weeks, maybe. If you think he's now prepared, if he's had enough reps to get out there 
because I do think you don't want to embarrass yourself, the team, the organization, by putting somebody out there who's not ready to run an offensive game plan, who's not ready to be on an NFL field as a quarterback for 50, 60, 70 snaps. So it can get worse. Um, Hopefully it doesn't. Aren't they due? Aren't they due to just have like a bounce? Oh my God, I can't believe it deflected off the defender and into the hands of Hunter Henry as he runs down the field for a 47-yard touch. Like, isn't there some good break coming? You you would think that there would just be something, just, you know, a scoop and score, like you said, a bounce, whatever, like thing, but you have to, um, it's going to be cold Thursday night in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh defense. Obviously they're currently a playoff team, even though they lost last Sunday, shockingly at home to the Cardinals. So, you know, it's, I don't, I don't know. Like I wanted to get to this as well. Uh, Will there be more rivers? Or points by the Patriots at Heinz Field or whatever the hell they call that now. Because there's uh, three Ac- rivers. Ac- Acrisher, uh, Acrisher Stadium at Heinz Field, Heinz Field at Ac- whatever the hell it is. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, they, there's. we know there will three be rivers. three rivers there. Will the Patriots score as <laughs> less, as many, or more points than there are rivers that run through I'm downtown Pittsburgh? I'm going to say push. I'm going to say it's going to be a 3-3 three, three. Three battle between well, the rivers. As of right now, on our sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, the Patriots are a six-point dog. We'll get to this tomorrow with our bet of the week. Uh, the under has already dropped a point to 30 and a half. It's opened at 31 and a half. It's Everyone, gonna be in the 20s. get in there now. If you if, like, seven, I mean, I just can't see a world where over 30 points are scored in this game. I just can't. Well, the only way it happens is if what we just talked about happens, if like ugliness reaches scoop and score scoop and score like, Thursday night games typically go under in the first yeah. like last oh, yeah. week's game last week's game Cowboys Seahawks was anomalous I Thursday know. night games are typically an under before last week the all primetime games had been 75 percent unders all year so unders are the primetime plays the standalone plays but the only way it happens is like I said like a kickoff return for a touchdown and then an interception return for a touchdown but mm-hmm. by the way just thinking about the three points for the Patriots not sure I love Chad Ryland kicking at the field no, formerly known as Hines. Not an easy place to kick. No, with the wind and the cold out there. No, not I, okay, I, so I, I don't either. Take the rivers. Update my bet. I'm taking the rivers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a world. Uh, let's see. Last couple things, Andrew. We got um uh Jonathan Jones. He is the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award nominee for the New England Patriots in the NFL. Good to see as always. I think that's Second year in a row for him? Might be. Uh, yeah, I had it a couple times, I believe. Great guy. Community leader. Community he... leader, on-field leader. I like the way he goes about his business, too. Not mm-hmm. real outspoken, but... Um, Unless it's says... getting into a preseason clap back with Mike Cadlick over. Well, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. That was a little weird. See, that yeah. should... Again, that one of those things, like, people already sort of, like, had their radars, the hairs on their ears, and radars were up in the preseason. Like, I don't know how, if I like the way this is going to go. I got to take care of me and mine over here. Speaking of pre, uh, congratulations to Jonathan Jones, by the way, for the yes, the for sure. Um, but speaking of preseason and clapbacks, Patriots and reporters, did mm-hmm. you see that a fan gave Phil Perry some uh, Hershey's kisses that they had made that said "stink, stank, stunk" on the bottom of them and asked them to give them to Mike Giardi? <laughs> that is tremendous. Which, by that- the way, dead on with stink, stank, and stunk. Maybe a little mean for born, but 
Stink, born, stink, stunk for born, did, born has no stank on him. At no point this year did he stink, and I don't think stunk is the way he wants to be remembered, though we have said here on the pod that we hope he resigns and gives it a go next year. Who's his quarterback and who's his coach? That remains to be seen. You mentioned David Andrews earlier in the podcast as well. Uh, Bear does deserve all the love and then some for being out front, being a leader, for playing hard, and also just being a football guy. Um Andy, I wanted to see if you wanted to, uh, as we wrap here, uh, discuss quickly the Zach Wilson debacle, as I had it in my notes. Now, Zach Wilson, speaking of third-year quarterbacks having difficulty and getting into statistical trouble, getting benched, uh, this would be, we would almost probably see a certain situation like this maybe pop up if Malik Cunningham's not ready and Bailey Zappi struggles for another week or two. The New York Jets, realizing that Tim Boyle shouldn't be playing youth football, let alone rec league or NFL football. Maybe he's just has XFL or USFL ticketed on him. Probably not. Uh, they want to go back to Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson is pretty much saying like, nah, I'm good. Um, it's what the, yeah, it's, have you ever heard that? Has, have you, has there ever been a story where, uh, a high draft pick who was drafted stunk gets replaced by a star who gets hurt. So he has to play again. Then he stinks. So he gets replaced by someone who has no business being on the field, but his friends with that star quarterback now being asked to go back to his previous starting job that he should never have had in the first place, but for an Achilles injury four plays into the season and he's passing on the opportunity. And meanwhile, the veteran backup that they had is now starting for another team and throwing for like 275 points and coming to the podium with a big smile, Joe Flacco. They yep. could have had Joe Flacco still in a jets uniform. So no, I and I saw some players. I forget who it was on Twitter last night being like, I, I almost really never heard of this. You don't. This is unprecedented. The players saying, happen. no, I'm not going to play. I don't want to. I mean, I guess not. Um, J.C. Jackson refused to play for the Chargers when they told him to go into a game. He didn't have Good a shoe. So. Antonio Brown didn't want to play in a certain game. And then he decided to do shirtless jumping jacks in the NFL, which still might be my favorite non-Patriot Super Bowl moment involving another team. Uh, this century this because is different. those are in-game issues like emotional issues this is a team coming to you like tuesday and saying hey we're putting the game plan together i think we're going to go back to you and he's like i don't i don't really know yeah. he said it's it, injury injury concerns what is he keeping himself precious and prepared for elsewhere next season what sort of market is he imagining the only market zach wilson would have anywhere would be if he came back in and balled out over the final four or five games threw a bunch of touchdowns, played competently. Does he not see that this is his final chance to improve and or showcase himself to other GMs and coaches? Like, this yeah. is very short-sighted by he and his team. And I, I don't know about you, but a guy's on my roster who might at any point refuse to go in when I ask him to go in. Like, he's hurting his marketability. Forget the playing ability. Uh -huh. Just whether he's a competitor, whether, like... You know, the old like Dion showed up at the combine and wasn't going to run, but he borrowed somebody cleats and ran a four eight like this idea that if you're a competitor, you're a competitor anywhere, anytime, any place, any situation. Mm -hmm. Whereas Zach Wilson's kind of showing he's not a competitor like the compete level, as we talked about earlier with some Patriots, isn't isn't I think it's a terrible decision by him. And I don't I don't know why you would even advise him to do it or he's getting bad advice from someplace. This isn't like I don't want to play in the you know stamps.com right uh, no, no, no. bowl because yeah. i'm I, i'm a first round talent this is your last chance to show people that you have a spot on an nfl roster in 2024 and you're passing on it good luck bro well he's not a good passer <laughs> it's the only good pass maybe he's made all season oh all right that's enough from the two of us we'll be back tomorrow everybody 
We got a lot more to t- a lot more to say. We got an awesome game big to game, preview. Big game. We'll have our FanDuel Sportsbook bet of the week. Don't forget to sign up at fanduel.com slash six rings. Take advantage of their no sweat first bets, same game parlay offers, and so much more. For Terp, for Hart, for Fitzy, this has been Six Rings and Football Things, heretofore dubbed the Six Points Podcast until the Patriots score at least that many, if not more points in an NFL game. It's a presentation of WEEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. We'll talk to you soon. Good job, everybody. Take care. God bless. And as always, uh, Pat. go Panthers. <laughs> go, yeah.